Hey, appreciators. Welcome back to another episode of the Professional Appreciators Podcast. And it's just Evan and I again. Yep, just us. Sorry to disappoint. We're just a duo. <laughs> Our thruple is ended. Yep. For the time being. We invited someone in, and it was fun. It was, it was great. good to experiment. Oh, yeah. But now it's just, you know, the original recipe. Yeah. Would you say our beef is over? And Our beef is over. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah. I can't I, live like that. I've, I started watching <laughs> the bear, and I, I'd say our, our beef, you know, that recommendation. Smooth things over smooth a little things bit. Over. I was looking for a food metaphor with the bear, the beef, the bear. <laughs> yeah, the beef. I couldn't connect yeah. it. <laughs> well, we'll think of it after this yeah. is done. Well, the probably. restaurant there is called the beef, It's right? called the beef, yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, which is a great name for a restaurant. Yeah. So now we have the beef, but it's not a beef. We have the beef, the restaurant. Together we together, have. Because we both beef. enjoy it. Yes, yeah. exactly. That's right. Yeah. So on today's episode, we are saying goodbye mm-hmm. to 2022. 2022. What a year. I know, man. What a time it's been. A lot has happened this year. Dude, so, yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> much has happened. Both personally and in the movies that we've watched yeah if like a year ago when we did our look forward to 2022 if you would have told me all the stuff that was going to happen this year Mm -hmm. i think i just would have went into like a cave and hid also some of my list i would have been shocked about i don't i i think i would be interested to go back and watch that video of like what we're looking forward to this year Mm. and compare it to what my actual top five is that's so true because I wish I didn't delete. I had a list of like films looking forward to in 2022. Yeah. And like, I I feel like so many movies I thought were going to hit, like we're just like, Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, like exactly. Like unbearable, um, unbearable weight of massive talent. I liked that movie. I did, but like, Mm -hmm. I think my expectations for that were so high and it was just like a fun little, a fun romp. Yeah. 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 I hear you. And there, you know, and so like, Oh, what else? Um, like, uh, like the black phone. I remember being so high on the black phone in that video. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I was like, oh, it's a, I thought it was going to be excellent and it was really good. But I th- I mean, we discussed it on the podcast before. I thought there was some stuff that really took me out of the movie. Yeah. And the- <laughs> it was like Joe Hill, Stephen King's son. I, I love his yeah. writing. I, I like Scott Derrickson. It was just, it was okay. You know, yeah. it was okay. But there was some stuff that we were high on that did hit like the Batman and the yeah. Northman. Yeah. So, so I'm curious to see when we look forward to 2023. I don't know if we'll make a whole episode about it, but you know, just in conversation, like what is actually going to really hit and what's good. There's always something that catches you by surprise. Yeah. You know? There and there was a lot of that in 2022. Like I didn't have banshees on my radar at all. No, me either. Uh, well, there's two things on my list that I didn't have on my radar at all. So yeah, yeah. Um. Uh. I was pleasantly surprised by by some stuff this year, and uh, the longer things have gone, the more I've kind of appreciated some of those smaller movies, yeah. and it shows in my list. Yeah, so so I hope we get surprised in twenty twenty three. Oh, I think um, we definitely will, and yeah. and I do think there's I think there are some sure bets this year too. Yeah. I, oh I yeah, we were just that. talking about it. Like David Fincher has a new movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, Wes Anderson has a new movie. Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan has a new movie. Greta Gerwig. Um, who also? Oh, uh, our boy, uh, Michael Mann has a new movie. Dude, it's about time. This is gonna be just a great year. It's gonna be if, crazy. If just it, the only thing that could make this better is if David Lynch just made a surprise announcement. He's like, "I I filmed the movie secretly, and it's coming and out. It's coming yeah. out." <laughs> Which I feel like, in you know, he could do that. Yeah, nothing would be off limits. I would be down for that. I mean, he was in the Fablemans, probably the best scene in that movie, which yeah. is a high bar because that movie's great. Uh, okay, I, I was gonna, I was going to go into some stuff, but I'm not going to. Yeah, let's not go there. Let's <laughs> not go there. Okay, yeah, let's stay focused. Yes, we we just dropped our last episode, which was like an hour forty minutes long. So maybe yeah. maybe we can give our listeners a breather this time with a nice, easy, like fifty minuter. There you, you go. Know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So if you haven't already, which I don't know why you'd skip that episode, but check out our top 10 TV shows of 2022. I actually, for this one, I recommend you watching the video version. Yeah. I think I, I really enjoy it. I mean, I don't, hopefully you won't get offended by this. Mm-hmm. I don't listen to all of our podcasts because well, I was, that'd be weird. But. I was there. <laughs> no. Yeah. But uh, I actually re-listened to this. 
mm-hmm. um, and like watched it all the way through. And uh, I really I enjoyed it. I was I know it's weird to say like you enjoy your own thing. Yeah. I don't know if that's weird or not, but I was surprised. No, own it, man. That I did enjoy yeah. it. I, I did enjoy it. Yeah. I, it was a good conversation. Yeah, it was it was fun. It was good to get together with Dan again and get to like really sit down and talk about some of this stuff. Because like whenever I see him in passing and stuff, whenever he's around visiting you yeah. guys or whatever, we'll get it into a conversation, but we can never really like dig in. Yeah. Uh, so it was cool to be able to dig in about TV for a little bit and, um, and do that. So, well, what's, what's cool about, uh, having Dan on, um, in this capacity since we, we don't get to talk to him a lot Mm -hmm. is like with me and you, we're around each other a lot. We constantly see movies together and we talk about movies together. We're always suggesting things, similar things. So I I, I think because of our proximity, our tastes have stayed pretty similar though. We do from time to time disagree on stuff, but Mm -hmm. it's like pretty consistent. I've noticed since Dan's moved away, his taste has changed. Mm -hmm. And I kind of like that because you know, for my whole life, Dan and I were pretty much kind of like me and you always in agreement. Yeah, Yeah. And it's nice to see him like go away changes a person a little bit discover new things he likes right new shows movies types of storytelling that hit him differently and being surprised you know like oh wow like you didn't like this as much as i did or things i didn't think he'd like he likes and so that was really cool to kind of experience that and yeah that was cool and he put like he he put stuff on our radar that we hadn't even heard of yeah or hadn't given uh the proper chance maybe that so if you listen to us a lot of the stuff he mentioned might not be on your radar so again, if you haven't, go watch that. Go listen to it. The audio version is kind of like the uncut version. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a beast. The full hour and forty or whatever yeah, that where we, we talked. We yeah. spent. I had to cut out like a fifteen minute, uh, little side section of me going off on the White Lotus. And you, you know what? That reminds me. Okay, I, I want to okay, say okay, something. Okay, I want to say something. <laughs> Because I had to re-listen to that whole conversation a lot editing it. Sure. And when we got to the White Lotus discussion, I'm not going to take away my verdict of the episode like overall that you're entitled but i was way too harsh on it because i i think what happened was when i watched the finale i was a little underwhelmed Mm -hmm. and i kind of just thought everyone was in agreement on this for some reason oh so when you guys that is the thing we never talked about we never talked about it because you were in agreement you thought everybody thought it sucked and i and that is an oversimplification but uh i thought everyone thought it was great and right. so you and I yeah. both just existed in those two different realities without yeah. ever talking about it. And so when you guys both not only had it in your list, because I didn't even entertain it for my wow. list, when you both, but you both had it at number two so high. Like it caught me so off guard that like my instinct was just like, was just like, what? No, it sucked. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, like yeah. really when I stepped back and listened to it, it was like, it's like the season as a whole for me was still good. Like, I, oh, yeah, I still really liked it. And like it's not even that I hated. You the can't finale. take away some of those great early episodes, yeah. like you know. No, those great it's stuff. not even that I hated the finale. I was just like underwhelmed. Right. And I think it just came out like I just this instinct to like have my opinion be out sure, there came sure. out more strong than it actually was. Was I didn't hate the finale. I didn't sure. hate the season. Sure. So just for anyone who listened to that mm-hmm. and was like, "This guy's insane." <laughs> Uh, I didn't hate it. I actually don't think uh, your opinion would be... I, I'm sure there are a large yeah. number of people that were underwhelmed or maybe not didn't get exactly what they thought they were going to get or, or didn't like it. Um, I'm, I, I would... If I had to guess, I would say there would be a pretty down-the-middle split on the newest season of yeah. White Lotus. Well, it was weird because um, when I finished the episode, I just remember seeing on Twitter some people also being underwhelmed, and then, like, I went back to, like, wait, was I, like, was that true? And I've actually seen a lot of positives of it, and I was like, huh, I must have just... And all, Anna right. was kind of cold on it, too. Sure. So, but anyway, I say that all just to say, like, when I re-listened to what I was saying, I was like, wow, I'm coming across, like, way too strong in my... Well, and here's the thing, though. You know... You're a, you had a passionate response about it because you love the show. Yeah, because I cared. we're still willing to discuss, you know? Yeah. And our minds change sometimes, and we see something once, and then we watch it again, and we're like, you know what? I watched, I saw stuff that I didn't get to see before, 
And, you know, it's good to have a passionate discussion about yeah. what it is that we like. It's, yeah. and, uh, you know what? It did suck, Evan. <laughs> it was absolute trash. No, no I, I really liked the second season uh, and, and even how it ended. But that's good for us to have yeah. those. We've been wanting that. You know, different opinions yeah. we're finding it finally you know yeah. so that, i do think the year of drama. i do think that that is hilarious though that we didn't even think it was worth discussing because <laughs> yeah. we thought we were so on the same page like, yeah, everyone was and we were on completely different <laughs> sides we were like oh this isn't even worth discussing because yeah. we completely would agree yeah it was great because like i re-listed and like we're all like oh i bet we all have like the same top three yeah because <laughs> like, actually we did not completely different yeah. i was shocked me and dan lined up so much on some yeah. of yeah. Our, on some of our list I know. but uh yeah but yeah so check out that episode yeah it's a good one it's a good one we it have was fun. a lot of fun yeah it was a lot of oh, and bing James. bongs bing bongs playhouse. playhouse that's a classic <laughs> that's my favorite thing on this podcast is just make up fake movies and fake tv shows <laughs> yeah yeah i love doing confuse that. confuse people for a split second yeah yeah so but on today's episode evan and i are breaking down our top five movies of 2022 we wanted to spare you guys another super long conversation. We're going to turn the page on 2022 tonight. Well, until Oscar today. season, because I'm sure a lot of yeah, that I'm sure will that come will. back. So Yeah, well, I'm sure we'll discuss. And if, if some of your favorite movies aren't on this list, I'm sure they'll get discussed probably in February, yeah. whenever we get closer to to yeah. some of that time when when 2022 movies are bubbling up and everybody's talking about them and stuff yeah. like that. Top five, Top fives are hard. Mm-hmm. Because we, almost, we almost did a top five of TV, but there's so much TV, and I was like, "It's got to be ten. Yeah, and uh, I love whenever we do top five, top ten stuff because it's so um, representative of the name of our podcast and like the movie that that comes from. Oh yeah. So I, I, I yeah, I love whenever we get to do this kind of stuff because uh, it's, it is it is t- hard, man. Looking at stuff that was in my top 10 but not my top five and just going like man like i don't even get to talk about this like yeah. that's so sad like i feel like i'm the owner of a sports franchise and i gotta cut a player and it's just like yeah i just want to sit down these movies and be like hey man you gave it your all yeah. you had heart you had hustle well and that's i i took some heat for one of my spots on on the uh the top 10 episode but i do want to reiterate and i got the opportunity to say it in the podcast but just because it's a lower number a different number from somebody else doesn't mean that that in any way is bad. It's like not a bad show. We're not saying that it's bad or that it was poorly made or, you know, this, that, or the other. We're just saying on our personal list, you know, everybody has things on their list for different reasons. Yeah. And I'm a gut guy. I go with my gut. I'm like... You putting Better Call Saul that low wasn't bad, (laughs) but it was wrong. (laughs) So, <laughs> it was just it, wrong. It was still wrong. Look, but it wasn't we bad. all know the difference between right and wrong as human beings, and that yeah. was wrong. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we're just gonna go from five to one. We're gonna take turns. We're gonna alternate. Let's do it. Do uh, we want to? Do we want to Rochambeau for who goes first? Rochambeau. Yeah. Just right. one. Just one. Just one. Yeah. Rock just paper one, scissors. Rochambeau. Rock paper scissors. Then shoot. Rock paper scissors. Shoot. Okay. Yeah. All right. Ready? Rock, Rock paper, paper scissors. scissors shoot. shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. <laughs> yeah. And for those listening, I won. Hey, that was, let's, that let's was do, paper to rock, Andrew let, won. Let's do the most visual game we can imagine for our podcast. Here. I didn't even think about that. Okay, let's do the breakdown. Okay, so on the first draw, Evan and I both did rock. Yes. Because we're manly men. Mm-hmm. And then Evan went with the classic, I'm going to do the same move again. Yes. And hopes he would scissor. Because that's what I'm thinking. Because here's what you never do on rock, paper, scissors. (laughs) Whatever your first one is, you don't go to the opposite. Because, like, opposite of rock is, like, what's going to beat it is scissors. Mm -hmm. So you always go in the middle. Right, right. So I was like, okay. So he papered me. I got covered up. I'm screwed. Yeah. So. I don't even know why that's, like, beneficial. Like, you're going to go first. But that, in no ways, better for any reason. It just means I'm superior, Okay, that's fine. I'll it just that means, to you this it means it means my opinion just has a little, a little bit more, more, a little bit more. You get to hear to yours it. first. Yeah. All right, go ahead. All right. So this was tough, and maybe later I can talk about some of the movies that just missed my. Top You're five. number five. I'm gonna go with the Banshees of Inna Sharon. Ooh, okay. This was a tough one because, and this is gonna be a general theme of like my my uh, Banshees is much higher on my list. Yeah. By the way. This is going to be a general theme for me of like what 
differentiates like movies like from six through ten and like five through one you know Mm -hmm. is movies that leave me like coming back to them and like movies that i constantly like chew on and revisit in my head sure because there's so many movies that i watch that i like instantly and then just they leave my brain yeah but then there's movies i watch and i'm like you know like i wrestled with that a little bit yeah you know but as the days go on, I think about it more and think about it more. And that's what Banshees was because when I watched this and granted it wasn't the ideal way to watch it. I watched it like late um, one night on my laptop. Mm-hmm. I Again, not ideal. It's not a very professional appreciator <sighs> wow. thing for me to do. I guess I'm going to let it go. But, and I watched it, the pacing is slow um, and the pacing really it started is. to get to me. But when you get to the end of the movie and I had some days to really think about like what the movie was saying about um like uh how how what you dedicate your life to Mm -hmm. um i just thought it was a really profound way a really profound examination of like of like art and life and what you how you spend your life and there's two ways of looking at the world which is there's the kind of like i'm gonna be in the moment i'm kind of like gonna enjoy things but then there's I want my life to have meaning, like ultimate purpose, and I want to leave something behind. And how we kind of like all alternate between those two paths mm-hmm. of there's this kind of existential dread of what is my life going to amount to? What am I going to leave behind? Sure. What's of worth? And sure. then there's the there's the well, that kind of thinking is only going to cause me misery. So I'm going to be in the moment. I don't need to have huge ambitions because it's just about enjoying what's in front of me. And I really saw the whole movie as a conversation between those two ways of thinking. Yeah. And how the existential ambition part of us as humans and our storytelling nature and our artistic nature wants to find meaning out of this world and leave something behind and make a statement and do something. And then there's the, well, why don't we just kind of like enjoy where we are right now? Let's not overthink things and let's just be present. And, you know, like you're my friend and we don't have to. You know, like yeah. I, like I just really we like don't have that to dialogue. do. We don't have to go there. Like we can just have a conversation, a chat. Yeah, it's yeah. great having all ten fingers. You yeah. know. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Why do we have to yeah. have less fingers? So I have that later on my list, so we can talk about it a little, a little more. Yeah, but I well mean, and, and just more general stuff like the performances are great. The dialogue is fantastic by mm-hmm. Martin McDonough. Um, the cinematography was great. Um, it's I don't know. It's just one of those movies that stays with you. Yeah. Um, and it's a little quirky and it's, it's, it's a movie that like, how do you pitch that to someone who doesn't know about it? You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Definitely. but it has some really, I, I don't know if it's fair to say like unexpected laughs, but like, it's a very funny movie. It's a very, and it's an unexpectedly I mean, it's, very funny it's movie. It's dark. Yeah. But it's, it's very funny in a dark way. Yeah. So, oh, there's, there's a scene in that movie to just have me dying where, uh, um, Colin Farrell, uh picks up that one guy and he's lying to him about like <laughs> about like what happened to his uh his family or something yeah <laughs> and then he's like wait it's like uh he got your what was it like your wife got hit by like a milk truck your or dad something? Or your dad got, he's like my he's like what not again not again yeah, yeah. it's like my mom, so my mom got killed by my mom got killed by a boat truck that had me just in stitches <laughs> so. i think we might have it reversed i think you might have said yeah your mom and yeah it, whatever but you get the idea yeah, so just that that battle between like a life of simplicity and a life of greatness. Just thinking about that the days after I watched it, like it just yeah. I would revisit scenes in my head and it just I love movies like that to just make you revisit scenes and think about it and you turn it over like a jewel in your mind and you yeah. see all these new angles. So yeah. that's my number 5. That's awesome. Okay, so my number 5. Uh man, this was tough to do the 5, but uh Ultimately, I ended up with the Batman at number five for me. Can't go wrong with that. Um, I just, I loved the world building that happened. Uh, I really enjoyed Gotham City in this movie. Um, It was a really long movie and it felt like it was such an epic. And uh, I really loved the inner turmoil that Bruce Wayne goes through in this movie. I thought them painting him as more of a kind of closed off, not good at interpersonal um, like conversations or relationships 
kind of a, they really painted him as a, a guy that was in a lot of pain and the way that he mm-hmm. was dealing with that pain was not healthy and it wasn't in a regular, it wasn't in a normal way that you see that happen. Like in yeah. movies, you're going to see people deal with pain with like alcohol and drugs and like lashing out or, um, you know, in different ways. But, but he has a very unique way that he kind of, uh, pushes all of those emotions toward. And I yep. just thought that was a fascinating, uh, way to handle that and, and deal with that. It was a huge epic and, um, I just really liked it. I really, really, really enjoyed it and had a lot of fun watching it. But, um, yeah, I don't know if you even have Batman on your list, but, uh, I, I liked it a lot and I like where it's, and, and more than anything too. And we talked about this a little bit, uh, in the TV shows episode where some things didn't make the list on Dan's because they got, they've been canceled. Yeah. And, uh, I really enjoy kind of where it's going i yeah. that kind of factors in for me for the batman i really like where that character is kind of headed yeah and um i'm really hopeful about that so yeah that was the toughest one was i really do like the batman um but when i because it really came down to banshees and the batman for me which being in my top five mm-hmm. and i just feel like the batman i said this off mic there's there's just something in its structure that I feel like just wasn't as refined yeah. as when I watch it. It has like two climaxes and not and I, even not even climaxes in terms of like like action set piece, but like even like emotional climaxes with the character. Because right. when Bruce gets and has that stare down with Falcone, yeah. that really is the culmination of the arc he was wrestling with his dad's legacy. Right. And when that comes to a close and he sees where his dad messed up and then he kind of has the chance to like not go that far like Mm -hmm. his dad did. I felt like that was a nice crescendo to his character. But then you have another like 30 minutes of him having another set piece with the Riddler and like almost has to do that same thing again. But instead of with Falcone, it's Riddler where it's like, I'm not going to take vengeance. And Though I do like that that Riddler third act sequence, I yeah. like it more the second time. I just kind of wish the movie didn't like climax twice. I do think that you, um, <laughs> uh, man, I'm having a hard time Wait, focusing who, because so many you, jokes are coming to mind. Like, who complains about climaxing <laughs> twice? Am I right? But um, no, I think what you're saying you didn't like about it is kind of something I liked about it. So I think where I think kind of its personal preference a little bit because your first folks evan is a fan of multiple climaxes (laughs) that's right but uh i really enjoyed the fact that there was almost that fool's ending of like Mm. oh this feels like a natural ending and then it almost excited me to realize like there's more for our boy batman to (laughs) get done there's there's more to get done so i like i almost kind of enjoyed that a little bit and it, it really, it wasn't a twist. Everybody knows what the runtime is. Yeah. But in the moment when you're in the movie watching it, it's like, it almost fe- felt like a twist. Like you're getting let in on something where it's like, oh, there's more. Like we've got yeah. more. And um, it, it kind of succeeded where I think other movies have failed in trying to make it feel like, okay, guys, the movie's mm-hmm. done. Yeah. And then there's an extra like, like little thing yep. uh, that happens. But uh, I think that the Batman really succeeded in manipulating me yeah. <laughs> in, into okay. feeling really excited about that. Nothing and so, that. yeah, I kind of liked that. Uh, I understand that from a structure standpoint, it's probably not the cleanest way of going about doing things. Uh, but I still enjoyed it and I liked yeah. it. And no, it can take that away from me. I mean, it's my number <laughs> six movie of the year. So, I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's up there. Up there. It's and really I, good. I love, I love how the movie interrogates, um, not even like Bruce's relationship to being a vigilante, but like even from a fan's perspective, because I, I wrote about this in an essay on our Patreon. <laughs> hey guys, check yeah. that out. <laughs> uh, about how like I kind of see the Riddler character as a stand-in for fans and how they look at Batman and idolize all the wrong parts mm-hmm. and like because the Riddler does everything he does in that movie to get the Batman's attention yeah as like a vigilante like I'm going to be a vigilante too yeah and I think so often with characters like Batman fans kind of gravitate towards the uglier parts of the character mm-hmm. instead of 
glorifying like Batman's heroism. Mm -hmm. And I think Bruce's journey was the same where it's like, he gets to the point and realizes, Oh, a lot of the stuff I do as a vigilante inspires terrorism and doesn't inspire like hope and change. And so at the end of the movie, he forgoes vengeance and gravitates more towards like saving people. Yeah. And him like rescuing that kid and being an example is the movie saying like, this is what a hero does, not vengeance. Right. And it's a story that's been told before. It's a theme that's been told before, but I think it really works in this scenario and at this time with like our relationship to superheroes. So I really appreciate that. Yeah. I think it was a ballsy take on Batman. So I, I really enjoyed that. Uh, right. Okay, hey, you're number four. What you got? All right, my number four, baby. All right, my number four is Top Gun Maverick. Nice. I mean, just front to back, the most entertaining movie of the year for me. Yeah, um, one of, and I mean, just one of, straight up, just one of the best movies of the year. Yeah. Which is weird to say for an action, like, blockbuster Sequel. movie. Yeah. But it was just one of the best movies of the year. It's weird that a sequel to a movie that before this, I was just kind of like, oh, yeah, I like Top Gun. Like, it's fine. Mm -hmm. And the sequel to that, this many decades later, Mm -hmm. to be a top four movie for me is just out of this world. I mean, just, I rewatched it recently. That whole beginning sequence with getting the Mach 10 is some of the most exhilarating filmmaking of the last year. Yeah. The way they set up and pay off everything in that sequence uh, it's just a great way to start the movie with showing like where Maverick's state of mind is where like uh-huh. he's being reckless and pushing the boundaries for no other reason other than just like prove himself. And he's, he's Maverick. What, yeah. can he, what else can he do? And it, and it ties back at the very end where like Maverick at the beginning of the movie is pushing boundaries and being reckless. And then at the end, um, it's all about like the responsibility you have for each other. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was like a cool little growth for him. Is like, he never really grew up yeah. until like this movie where like he learns to be responsible for like his surrogate son mm-hmm. and, and to like his students. And I just thought it was a great way to like kick off that character in a very exhilarating way. And the, the flying sequences were just intense and beautifully shot and just the training montage like it had everything you wanted and it really did and more yeah for a movie of that scale to like understand character well enough and to build those um kind of character interactions in an engaging way and and it not feel um kind of goofy like the original movie does and they mm-hmm. could kind of like make it a little bit more serious without sacrificing the fun i think was yeah. a cool accomplishment yeah i think so too i really liked it um well my number four is barbarians Ooh, i put that one a little higher up on the list and i wish i could have put that in my top five but and i'm gonna say this about barbarians i barbarian oh sorry barbarian i really liked this movie uh it was one of in recent memory the best movie theater experience I've had in a while. Yeah, speaking of Top Gun, that and Barbarian were probably like the two most fun times at the movie theater. Yeah, for sure. Well, that in my number one, but we'll get there. And you and we went and saw Barbarian together and it was so much fun because we genuinely just had no idea what was coming next on the yep. screen. It was so um it was so original and just I love being able to see a movie do so well that like is going up against some of the best filmmakers and some of the best, like people are hyped about these other movies that are coming out this year. Like, you know, the five or six movies that are supposed to be the best filmmakers and you know, all this stuff. And to see a movie come along that has a smaller budget, not people don't really know much about it, but it's just a super original story. And it was just told really well. And I I want to give that some props. And I want to have it in the top five. Yeah. So I I really enjoyed it. It's super original. It um it's horrifying in a way that's like it's unique. And um 
the people throw around the horror movie term, I think, you know, where it's like, that's yes, you like horror movies. Yeah. But I, I, I find a lot of new horror movies aren't all that horrifying. Right. And, you know, there's a slasher, there's a murderer, there's, you know, somebody killing people or whatever, blah, blah, blah. But I felt true. I felt horror in this movie. It was horrifying. There were things happening in the movie that are that were horrifying. And I felt like it was a true like you can call that a horror movie yeah. because well, I feel like a lot of the more popular recent horror movies have all been like using the same template. Mm-hmm. So it was really nice to get a movie that starts with that template mm-hmm. and, and then, then breaks, like it, breaks and then goes, it. Yep. And then it and leaves then... you so off guard that you're like so susceptible to the surprises it has. Exactly. Yeah. yeah I, I just thought I loved it I thought it was super well made. I really enjoyed, uh, pretty much. I just enjoyed everything about it. I liked that there were like not super famous people in it. And the one probably most famous person was thrown in there and not really like talk about a surprise. They didn't really advertise a lot that he was going to be even in the movie. I'm sure that it was out there. That reveal like that (laughs) cut and reveal is probably my favorite movie moment of the year. Honestly, it was so good. And I think a good horror movie should have at least a couple of very funny moments in it. Yeah. And that was one of the, just that had me dying. Well, like in that, one of my favorite parts of it and it's gonna sound like a backhanded compliment and it's not um but it was like messy in all the right ways yeah because i I like that it had the guts to go i'm gonna we're gonna set up the story with these two characters and then they're just gonna go away yeah and then we're gonna introduce a third character and have his whole backstory and set all that that up to get him to that setting and see how he differs from the other character in the same setting and yeah. like almost the setting becomes the main character yeah. and the setting is there to show how men and women interact well, that's with what these I was, types of environments. That's what I was about to say is I also just really love that they had more to chew on. Yeah. That Bar- Barbarian had, you could walk away from it and say like, what a great fun, just horror movie. Yep. Or you could really sit and think about what the movie was saying and have more to chew on and it, with. And it had serious ideas and things to contemplate mm-hmm. without sacrificing its own like fun and its own sense of humor yeah that's what i love the most is like so many horror movies try and have something to say yeah and they're just slogs whereas this is I, like hey i can say something about men and women in society and it still be you know outlandish and fun and yeah. goofy i also love that the main character like the main male character of the movie so so often it's a it's almost a given that like the template of the movie has to be that the the character changes in some way or has some revelation oh yeah and i just love that that did not happen yeah and it like he didn't have a big revelation he didn't change his ways like it like i love that it stayed true to like this really is more accurate to the way things are dirt, most he, of the time. He's a dirt bag and he's going to continue to be a dirt bag Ex- until the very last second. Exactly. Yeah. I, I just loved that. I, I loved it. Well, real quick, here's what's weird. Talk about like a, a uniting theme of 2022. So many horror movies had like giant, like mother old woman figures. Yeah. Because this did. So did X. Yeah. And then so did smile. Did you see smile? I haven't seen smile yet. Yeah. Smile has that too. Huh. And like, what is what is up what's going on in the collective consciousness of filmmakers where it's like old creepy mother figures or like I will say an old creepy lady does get like does creep it it's creepy it's creepy yeah. yeah yeah that gets so, me I don't know there's I feel like that happens a lot like where like a lot of the horror movies have like something similar that unites them all and yeah but yeah no that's a great pick I wish I could have fit into mine I um I'm interested in what your next one is. Oh, yeah. So we're going to number three now. Number three, yeah. All right. My number three is The Northman. Okay, mine too. Ooh, so we can just so, talk about it together. Yeah, let's talk about okay. it together. The Northman was was sitting in my number one list because I, I build a, a list all year, all year round. I just like expand and move things around. The Northman mm-hmm. was number one for so long until like, I think the last couple months. Yeah. And the movie that is my num- number one actually was behind it. But then the more I think about it, Anyway, on to the Northman. <laughs> uh, I just love how 
different this movie is to everything out there. And we talked about it in our review of the movie, which you can go watch if you want a more in-depth, like, you know, breakdown of the film. Is yeah. that I love that Robert Eggers was so committed to telling the story from Omleth's point of view. Yes, from a from a re, from a true Vikings POV. Yeah, and I just love up until the very end, he has zero interest in telling these events from a modern point of view. Yeah, because he's like, I'm going to commit. So these people believed in these gods and these people believed in these morals and I'm just going to make the movie believe in it too. Yeah. And I just, I thought that was so fresh because almost so, like a shift in our morality. Yeah. It was like, he changed. It's like shift your mindset, like yeah. change what you find. You, you have to go in with the mindset of like, maybe, maybe for most people, like their family's the most important thing Yeah, where it's like, forget all that for for two hours forget all of that and just like this is a new perspective like this is a new thing and and i think that's what makes films great a lot of times is it takes you out of your point of view and puts you in a different one yeah so i love that he just stuck to that that viking point of view the way they see the world immersed you in it yeah but then just even on top of that like i just thought so many of the sequences were so well filmed and and well crafted and there were some surprises too, like, I don't know, like I thought it was going to be more of a, a serious drama for most of its runtime, but then you get to this point where he breaks into like a, like a crypt and he has, he has a fight with like, <laughs> with like a, uh, like a bone, like, like a, a ghost. skeleton, yeah. like a skeleton ghost. And it's like almost like a video game cut scene, you yeah. know? And I love how the movie blurs the line between fantasy and reality. Yeah, and then you're like, was that real? Did he actually fight with because, that thing? And because like, the movie has such a attention to detail. And it tries in a lot of ways to be historically accurate to how it may have been. And, you know, no movie that is a period piece can be 100 percent, you know, like accurate about every single little thing. But this movie got really close. And I love the idea of just like we are kind of steeped in this reality this like yeah this is reality like this is how the vikings would have rode this is how the vikings would have taken over a village or mm-hmm. you know kind of this and then all of a sudden we break into this sort of fantasy yeah fantastical yeah, yeah and um because that was real to them but that to them yes that was very accurate like the valkyrie like that yeah. would have been they believed that to look, be the way that look, life was this movie ends and I, i'm getting into it Okay. This movie ends with a final battle at the bottom of volcano. Yeah. Anyone who didn't put that in their top five or like it, like I don't want to. I don't want to hang out with you. Okay. So I'm sorry. So here is the next thing I'm going to tell you, which is going to blow your mind. Okay. I think. So I was rewatching The Northman. Uh, no surprise, really. Here, I was forcing Cor- Carly, my wife, to watch <laughs> yeah. The Northman. She didn't love it. Not a huge shocker there, you know. She's not not a true Viking. So we were talking about it. And my father-in-law, Carly's dad, overheard our conversation. It was like, what movie is this? And we were like, Northman. I told him all about it. You know, I got all excited. And he was like, what's it on? You know, and people ask that question all the time without actually going and watching the movie. So I told him whatever. So I see him like three days later. And he's like, I watched The Northman. And I was like, oh, you did? Wow. Like, what'd you think? And he was like, that was terrible. (laughs) I was like, what? What are you talking about? He was like, that was maybe the worst movie I've ever seen. And I was like, I, my, now we know where Carly gets it. I can't compute what's being said to me right now. (laughs) And he was like, and I was like, what? Like, I was like, break it down for me. Like, what did you not like? He was like, well, the acting was goofy. He's like, first of all, terrible acting. And I was like, again, I was like, <laughs> I was, yeah. I was like, what is going on? And well, you know what? I can see where he's coming from because if you're used to watching very prototypical Hollywood, um, sure, um, movies set in like a specific time period like that, it's they usually act them from a modern perspective. You know what I mean? Sure, yeah. Like Mel Gibson in in the. Uh, uh, well, what's it? The Patriot? Or, uh, no. Well, yes, Patriot, but yeah. also Braveheart. The Braveheart, like, th- he's doing like a modern take on this yeah. person who existed back then. Whereas I feel like the acting here was really committed to like. Yeah, you know what he made fun of the most? What? Uh, 
Amleth's running. I can't even recall that. <laughs> the way he ran really rubbed that's him the really, wrong you know, way. That's, for movies with him, that's I guess that's just really important. You know? Really rubbed him the wrong way. And we talked and talked about I, it, and he hated that movie. <laughs> I, I just love it when people like critique a movie and they just point out like the weirdest things. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah. No, but I mean, and I mean, that just goes to show I kind of love it because it's just like something you can think is so like this is this is foolproof like everybody could take something away from the northman and be yeah. like you know what at least that was a really well-made film or like right it was beautiful looking and it was just like for somebody to come in and just completely hate something <laughs> like, the like worst movie so wholly hate something that i thought was like one of the greatest things of the year i loved it and yeah so uh all you know just goes to show if you don't love the northman like we do mm-hmm. you know that's totally fine you yeah. know it's it's it just is what it is. If it doesn't hit you, then it doesn't hit you. But I loved The Northman. I had it at number three, too. I thought it was one yeah. of the best movies of the year, for I, sure. I think our appreciators are on board with us. Yeah, I think so, too. But, you know, maybe yeah. maybe uh, my father-in-law should start a podcast called The Professional Haters. Dude, you know what? Haters. I would listen... <laughs> I would listen to any podcast he did. I would listen to any podcast he did, especially if it was called The Professional Haters. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All he did was hate on no. Him, Cal, and Carly need to have, and you know, throw Maddie just in there throw too. throw Maddie and the dog just, in there'd there be too. So mu- there'd be so much hate <laughs> in that. And not the bad kind of hate, just like, you know, like, like uh, taking shots and criticisms. Yeah. You know? That'd be good. I love it. Just unfounded, just like just strays just people catching strays oh, man. like your running sucks <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> i'd never considered that my running might be bad until you just said that but now new fear unlocked yeah uh, so he awesome. must he must love tom cruise movies then if he likes people running i mean the master of running and let me just say perfect little segue into my number two. Oh, there you go go right ahead top gun maverick oh yeah baby i loved this movie i thought it was one of the best movies of the year like i said before now uh, did, does john like top gun <laughs> i don't know i I don't even want to i'm too scared to bring it up uh, but no i one of the best movies of the year so stinging entertaining i loved how at the end of the movie they take you on like almost a separate little adventure um of that movie and uh sorry i'm getting a call and it's distracting me um she knows better to not call <laughs> during the podcast recording yeah no kidding um no but uh i thought that they did a really great job of representing each character. There were a lot of characters in Top Gun Maverick mm-hmm. and they represented each of them well so that I had kind of a personal tie to each of them. Like I cared about each character. And I think sometimes in a movie that is of that scale, it's easy to get yeah. lost in the shuffle. And I thought each character was well represented and like they gave them enough story to like, like have you care about them by the end of the movie so that you didn't want there wasn't one that you're like wow we can just sacrifice that one and that's not that big of a deal such a feel-good movie too it really is i love how they break into kind of a side quest by the end of the movie yeah okay no talk okay so i'm gonna completely contradict myself okay and that movie has a surprise kind of second wind yeah it does the reason i like it there is because it happens where the the character story isn't done yet. Yeah. Like there's still a story to tell where I, I feel like with Batman storyline, his character arc kind of ended there, but then he kind of had to kind of revisit the same theme again. Whereas here, this movie has a second wind because like once they do that initial mission where they blow up that thing in the pit or whatever, I don't know what it was, but <laughs> look, that's not important. <laughs> like once they, like that was their main mission, you know, yeah. like that was it. And then they have this second wind where like, uh, Maverick gets shot down and then they got to like sneak and steal a plane. And like th- that second yeah. wind was, that was well, a great And surprise. you just thought like it, naturally you thought, oh man, they're going to, I mean, spoiler yeah. alert. Well, no, they set it up to where like they make you think Cruz is like, going to die. Oh, because, he's sacrificing him. Like, because Tom Cru- Maverick and, um, uh, Miles Teller's character, what, what was his call sign? Like uh rooster, something like that. I don't <laughs> yeah, know. Cuckle doodle doo. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, Rooster. what was, you know, I don't know. Great balls of fire. Great balls of fire. Yeah. yeah. They have a moment where like right before they leave, uh, he's like trying to say something to Tom Cruise Maverick. Yeah. And he's like, 
like, we'll pick this up after. Yeah, and you're and like, like, no, you're not. Anytime that happens in a movie, you're like, he's dead. And I remember thinking, like, they're going to kill him. Yeah. They're going to kill Tommy. Yeah, yeah. Because anytime in a movie, they're like, oh, we'll talk after. That person ain't coming back. You know this extremely dangerous mission that everyone says is a suicide mission? We'll pick this we'll up pick this after up the after suicide. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so those little suckers uh, got me because once Maverick went down, I was like, okay, so they just, that's what they're yeah, going with. I was, well, and it makes sense. Like for the story, it, yeah. it makes sense that he would do that. And what they've built to at that point with their relationships, it just makes complete sense. And then they turn it around on us, baby. Yep. And I just really liked it. I really yep. liked the mess around at the end. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that, we're not convincing anyone to like Top Gun. It might be one of the most well liked. Yeah, this this is the movie. Like this is the movie from this year where it's like I don't care who you put in front of me, I'm gonna recommend this movie and they're gonna like it. Uh, I have not ran into a single person that has a bad thing to say about the new Top Gun movie, so I yeah. haven't heard anybody talk bad about it. All right, and that was your number two. That's my number two, baby. All right, my number two. Steven Spielberg, baby. Oh, yeah. The Fablemans. I, I have not yet seen The Fablemans, but I know I'm going to love it. Yeah. I, I know it. Here's the thing. And I actually hopefully can get a video essay out on this pretty soon. But everyone kind of went into this movie thinking, oh, this is going to be Steven Spielberg kind of, you know, flattering himself and <laughs> making a movie about how great of a prodigy he was at making movies and it, yeah, it's going to touch on his parents' divorce, but it's going to be just kind of like by the numbers, mm -hmm. um, kind of autobiography, talking about how great movies are. And like everyone is like, this is about the magic of movies. Sure. And when you watch the movie, there is a hint of that. But actually what Steven Spielberg is doing here is actually very more self-reflective and self-critical, honestly. Yeah. Um, and I think there's actually a lot of um, darkness to this movie that that's under the surface because yeah, he is telling a story about, you know, he's not using his own name or his parents' names. You know, they're the Fablemans, not the Spielbergs, Yeah, but it, it is a movie about his, you know, fascination with movies growing up and his family's divorce. But the way he uses art and movies in the movie, not as this, look at this magical thing. Isn't it great? We, let's all buy movie tickets and, and invest in movie theaters. Wow, cinema's great. That's not what he's saying. He's talking about how humans use art and anything they love, really, yeah. as a way to cope with mm -hmm. like hard truths in life. Yeah. And he uses movies, like he treats movies as like almost as like very like, um, it's almost like the atomic bomb. It's like you could use this for like terrible things, like if yeah. you're not careful. And there's actually a scene in the movie, and I don't want to spoil it, but there's like a quick cut in the movie where it shows Steven like filming something he shouldn't. I'll just say that. Yeah. And it like it like made me gasp. I was like, oh, that's what he's doing. He's talking about how he's used film to not only cope with the drama and heartbreak in his family, but actually take advantage of it. Mm. And when you watch this movie, you'll realize like, oh, he put this in Catch Me and You Can. Oh, this is a part of Indiana Jones. Like all these things from his life. You're like, I see these elements in his other movies. Mm -hmm. And that's the point of the movie is like, I've been using art and movies as a way to like process my own pain. And it hasn't always been good. Like I'm actually like in a way taking advantage of my own family's pain. Mm. And that's where I say it's like a very self-reflective movie. Yeah. And so while there is a lot of like art is amazing and powerful, but there's also a lot of trouble and, and pain that can come from it. Yeah. And I just, I just thought in a time when people are making more and more movies about how, wow, the magic of cinema, he's willing to be like, it is magical, but it can come at a cost. Yeah. And the things you love, can bring so much to your life, but it can take so much. And there's a responsibility to that. Yeah. And I just, I love that as, as someone who also loves movies and just I, I just, I could go on and on about this movie. There's just so much. And gosh, no one shoots a movie like Steven Spielberg does. Like yeah. he's just the king. I'm so excited to watch it. I almost got to see it because I'm kind of like, I want to hold strong and I want to see it in a theater. I Hopefully I'll get to I almost got to see it a couple of weeks ago and I, yeah. pat, I, I didn't, I didn't do it and I should have, and you know, it's okay, man. You'll get there. Yeah. I, I really want to see it. I'm looking forward to it. Um, so you ready for my number one? 
Um, bring it. Wait, hold on. I'm trying to think. So what haven't you... What could be your number one they haven't mentioned? I think it's going to shock you. Oh, wow. Because, well, I, well, now I'm pretty sure what my number one is is not your number one. You didn't even have it in your top five, so I'm a little shocked at that already. So Yeah. Uh, I'm going with Banshees for number one. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going okay. with Banshees. I, I'm not... No, no disagreement there. Here's the deal on this movie. It like, it surprised me a little bit. And what you were saying about like coming back to something, I did this a lot with this movie. Mm -hmm. I really thought about it for a long time after I finished watching it. And, um, I, the main character, uh, I can't ever remember his real name. Just mumble with a uh, with an Irish <laughs> yeah. uh, or Scottish Not Colin accent. Farrell, but um, uh, you know the other guy. In oh, the movie. Um, uh, Gleason, um, Brennan Gleason. Brennan, yeah, Brennan, Brennan Gleason. Yeah. His uh, motivation and choices in the movie like really affected me and just like made me think about stuff. And um, I was just so moved by his idea. That in order to do what I need to do, I'm going to have to make some tough choices in mm -hmm. my life. And this is what I'm doing. I'm committing myself to writing music. And you can't be a part of that. Yeah. And I, uh, that, it, it seems like such a simple, small choice, but it really is affecting and especially if you're if you're anyone that endeavors to make anything or to write anything or to to do anything like that it it really is such an extreme way of dealing with i don't have time to yeah. make this and or to do this it kind of using that as an excuse and it's such an extreme way of like i'm going to give this my all because it's like what i'm supposed to do yeah and it it kind of in a way is what we all wish we could do Mm -hmm. To a certain extent, what's the most important thing to you? I'm going to yeah. cut everything out of my life that's not the most important thing and yeah. just like have the hard conversations. Well, that's what's, so, that. that's what's so great about this movie is he uses a very, he uses a character who's very over the top about it. Mm -hmm. Like no one in life's actually going to cut off their fingers. No. To like, and so you, you go into the movie thinking like, oh, like this is, these people are ridiculous. But then when the movie's over, you're like, well, you know what? Like in less dramatic ways, I do this like yeah not even just with brennan gleason's character but um colin farrell's character too it's like there are times where like you know i just kind of don't have any ambitions and i'm just kind of focused on just like a really simple life yeah and uh i just think it's really great like it really captures you and makes you think like no you do like you don't think you do but you do this and i well and i think a sub message of the movie too is like if you're someone that's trying to be an artist or make, make something like, uh, you have to run after it with that veracity. It feels mm -hmm. like sometimes it, it must feel like that sometimes to get a movie made. Yep. Like I will cut my hand off before I will not get this movie made. You know what I mean? It's gotta, it, you know, maybe, maybe part of what the movie's trying to say is like to get some of the things done that are impossible. You have to go at it. Like it's, this or that yeah. like well, here's like you have to actually yeah. sacrifice some of yourself to like get things done and get yeah. things made and like and give that part of yourself and i it just really made me think about a lot of stuff and that's just one small part really of what the movie was trying to say and do and i think there's actually a much larger message that the movie was trying to say that had to do with the war that was going on across oh, the yeah. bay yeah. and and i just felt like and you had mentioned this earlier and we talked about this off mic where we were talking about the tv show the bear and you were saying that it's mm -hmm. all interpersonal like relatable struggles and that's what i really like about this movie is that there was so much drama that was happening ending, yeah and and it wasn't armageddon it wasn't a nuclear bomb going off it was one guy deciding not to be friends with another guy yeah and that is a relatable, real thing that happens. And it was so dramatic and just moving. And I thought that that was awesome. Like I just, and not to mention it's a, it's beautifully shot. Like mm -hmm. Ireland is gorgeous. Like it's just, it's a beautiful looking movie. I just, some of the, uh, some of the things the movie had to say just really resonated with me and were moving to me. And yeah. 
just really liked it. That's why it's my number one. Yeah. Well, real quick on it before I get to my number one is I think the greatest achievement of that movie is it, it doesn't actually tell you which path is right. No, it doesn't take sides. Because what Brendan Gleeson does isn't like necessarily like the movie isn't saying like, you know, you, you have to make these sacrifices to have art and this is the road you have to travel. He's like, no, no. If, if you pick this road. It's going to come with consequences. Yeah. But then also with uh, Colin Farrell's like that comes with consequences too. It's like if you stay inert in life and you don't do anything with your life, you're going to watch as everyone around you move on mm-hmm. because he had to watch that with Brendan Gleeson, but his sister left. Yeah. And it's like, you can choose the life of simplicity, but you're going to be passed on and that's going to bring grief. But well, if you, and, and either way, yep. either one you choose gonna is going to affect people yep. around you. Exactly. And that's, that's the tough little cookie and and I wrote a review on it on Letterboxd was like I think the movie works as a parable because the best parables don't have like a resolution. Mm-hmm. They don't have like that and here's the answer it's no we're going to I'm going to bring you a paradox and it's not going to resolve and you thinking about that is actually going to that's where the meaning is going to come from. Mm-hmm. And that's what I loved about that movie and the more I talk about it, now I'm like man maybe should I move it up? <laughs> it was very good man. It was really well written and 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 it was one of those movies that when you watch it, um, there it could just be a scene between two people having a short conversation or, you know, the the burning of the house or yeah. the cutting of the hand, the fingers or any little part of it. It's like this is intentional and it's trying to drive something home yeah. to me like this. Even this little scene or this little choice or this line, it's trying to drive something home to me and everything felt like it was on purpose. Yeah. And uh, I just thought it was a really well-crafted movie. I really liked what it had to say. And um, there was a lot in there. R.I.P. that donkey. Oh, man. Tragic. Tragic. Uh, well, if I were going to cut off my fingers, if you interacted with me, would you still try and interact with me? Oh, 100%. <laughs> That's a real friend, I guess. Oh, yeah. You're not getting away from me that easy. Yeah. I was watching the movie. I was like, I was like, if Evan did this, like, would I just actually leave him, leave him alone? Like, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I would not have the guts to cut off my finger. I'd be, I wouldn't either. I'd be bluffing. That's why you yeah. do it, because you knew I'd be bluffing. Yeah, I wouldn't have the, I wouldn't <laughs> no. have the guts to do that. You couldn't play the guitar? Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, there's no, I would not do that. Yeah. Which is like kind of a beautiful thing about the movie is that. Mm-hmm. It is something no one would do. It's I don't know. I I just really liked it. All right. Well, time for my number one. And like I alluded to earlier, this was not my number one for a long time on my list. It was always high, mm-hmm. but recently after a rewatch, my number one movie of 2022 is Nope. Nice. I loved Nope, man. And I I think Nope combines everything I've kind of talked about as to what makes a movie a top five movie is. It's just as entertaining and invigorating and beautiful as like Top Gun Maverick is or the Batman, but it also has just as much depth as movies like the Fablemans and Banshees of Inna Sharon. And I I think it's a really good movie. Not that this isn't the reason why I made up my number one, but like just like where we are right now in like the landscape of movies. Mm -hmm. It's a really good, it's a really good movie to have come out at this time yeah and like it's a movie about our relationship to spectacle it's a movie about how uh in the film industry a lot of people get overlooked and consumed in really ugly terrible ways and how it's all done for the name of entertainment Mm -hmm. uh and it has all that to say but it's still just a wild ride and a unique ride and again talking about like um barbarian where like you don't know what you're going in for like you're kind of going into nope like okay i know it's a movie about going people, in blind yeah. people seeing something in the sky yeah and well, as and that is unraveled you're like oh i thought it was this and then it's actually that well and, and talk about a movie too that like <laughs> is so fun to watch and yeah. is like gripping but has a lot to chew on yeah. and like a lot so to much say to chew on yeah so and, and like barbarians in that way yeah. like and, really and just personally like i love these types of movies like i am a huge m night Shyamalan defender and I feel like this could have been a movie M. Night Shyamalan could have made. Yeah. And I, I know some people would say that as a diss. I say that as a high compliment to Jordan Peele. Oh, big time. Yeah. Uh, just like that really high concept, entertaining, but like actually has a lot of depth to it type of story. 
Um, I love the Twilight Zone. I, I love that type of sci-fi. And so yeah. I love that Jordan Peele with each, each movie just kind of goes further and further into that. One of the biggest reasons why we should like him, Night Shyamalan, and I know we're getting off here a little oh, bit. Oh, that's fine. Uh, I always ride the Shyamalan train. Is that he pays for his own movies. Oh, yeah. He bets on himself. Yeah. I feel like that's one of the biggest reasons why we should like him, Night Shyamalan. Yeah. Is that it's it's that important to him to make another movie that he's going to pay for. Mm -hmm. Like that's, that's what an artist does. Yeah. And I don't know. I just think that that's so awesome. But anyway, back to Nope. Yeah. I just, I love Nope. Um, it was just, it just really worked as a blockbuster itself, but like even as a meta commentary on blockbusters and how that type of consummation, that type of that, that drive of like, it doesn't matter what is done or what horrible things are done. As long as it's entertaining and no matter what type of trauma is attached to it, is like as long as people are being entertained and consuming it, that's what matters. And and to literally use that impulse as the villain in the movie, yeah, like kind of like consummation itself is the bad guy. Yeah, um, I just thought it was really interesting, and it just again left me with a lot of thoughts. And I just feel like Nope's going to be a movie I watch every year, year round. It, you know, I, a movie in the style of like signs and mm. jaws and all that stuff just kind of combines the best of everything i like about that type of sci-fi yeah original man and original super original original yeah, i so. loved it it was probably i would it just was outside your top five it was you? really battling on my list yeah but yeah yeah so that was 2022 baby yeah man well i'm looking forward to 2023 yeah so i mean i don't know i mean real quick before we leave like in comparison to other years recently, like where do you think 2022 ranks up there? I mean, the movies that were great were very good. Uh, overall, though, I feel like it was a little bit of a sparse year, especially for lower it budget was, movies. It was top heavy. It really was. Yeah. Like, again, I think you're right. I think the movies that are in my top five, 10 are just as good as any of the movies from the last couple of years. But once you get beyond 10 for me, I'm like, there's a lot of like three, three and a half star movies that are just kind of like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, like they're fine. And even movies that people like you heard were going to be like, this is unbelievable, like crazy good. You go in and watch them and be like, I just felt like, like this is the difference a little bit. This is the difference between like 22 and 21. And again, there's a lot of 2022 movies I haven't seen yet. So sure. Yeah, that yeah. could be a part of it. But like if I look at movies from 2021, like you have the Dunes, Green Knight, Last Duel, Pig, Malignant, like all up there for me. But then if I look at the movies in the middle, those movies would really stand out in 22, like No Time to Die, mm-hmm. um, Nightmare Alley, The Card Counter, Harder They Fall. Like, there's a bunch of movies, like, in the middle of, like, my list. Yeah. Like, in the 15s. Yeah. That would probably be, like, close to the top 10 for me yeah. in 2022. So, yeah. like, Luca, Mitchell's versus the Machines. I really like Matrix. Oh, The Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I agree with you. I think this... uh it felt like, I don't know, man. It felt like there were less movies that came out this year. Yeah, and it might just be we just watched less, you know. Maybe so. I don't know. I, I mean, we did. We were talking before off mic and just saying like, we watched a we watched way more TV this year than we realized we did, and yeah. you know, TV's great too. Well, but. it's just like where we are in our lives. Like it's just harder to get out to the movie theater, and it's yeah. so easy to watch TV now. Yeah, it is. I, I too though. I maybe this is old fashioned, but I want. I have a desire to watch movies more. I want to. I want movies to be the main thing. Amen. Man. I want movies to be over TV. Amen. And I know that like the modern thing is like well longer form. You know, you get to tell a longer story, a bigger story. But I don't know. I think that there's something beautiful in the the art of kind of making a movie and having it be a contained beautiful thing. I think that, that there's something to that. And uh, I love that. I mean, it, it's not like one has to exist and the other can't. They can both exist and yeah. both be great. But I don't know. I see, our, I, see, I see myself watching more movies here in the next couple months. Well, maybe that's our New Year's resolution. Watch more movies and TV. Yeah, watch more movies. There you go. So, but That should be our resolution every year. Counteracting that, uh, you should get on 
watching the first episode of The Last of Us, and maybe we can talk about that yes, pretty soon. I'm all about that. Maybe you should watch Mayor of Kingstown. I, I started hey, the second season. I'm already trying to finish up The Bear, this okay? Year. And then I got to jump into some other shows you guys recommended. I feel like that show is... Uh, no, I agree with you on that. There's a lot of shows to that we need to get into based on recommendations. But uh, I feel like that show just takes everything that has been like a crime thriller in the last 15 years and just mm -hmm. like kind of works on that and like cranks that up and it's just like oh you like crime thrillers well how about this and it's just like nice. everything in one show okay well you know i'll think about becoming a citizen of kingstown <laughs> you don't want to live there <laughs> <laughs> yeah seems pretty dangerous yeah all right well that has been our top five of 2022 Looking forward to 2023. Uh, let us know if there are any movies we missed yeah. from our list. Uh, let us know if you think we're crazy, we're stupid, or if you agreed. Uh, and uh, Hey, there's plenty of people letting us know if they think we're crazy <laughs> yeah, or stupid. I, know. I don't have to tell people. Let us know if you think we're smart. Yeah, go out of, go out of your way <laughs> if you think we said some right things. Yeah, there Please. you go. There you go right yeah, there. We do catch enough strays already. I don't know what I'm thinking. <laughs> please hey, let us know yeah. if you hate us yeah hey let us know man go out of your way yeah no but uh patreon.com slash why it's great check out some bonus stuff and see what's coming I, I i routinely post like hey i got these things in the work you know video essay wise podcast episode wise so you can get like an early sneak peek of where we're going and yeah uh, and the more people who become a part of the patreon community the more uh more uh what's the word the more reason we have to put exclusive stuff on there. You That's know? right. Yeah. You know, and hey, maybe this will be the year of the movie commentary we've been teasing for. Maybe this months. will be the year of the Patreon where yeah. we where we are just on Patreon. Yeah, we have we have to just suck it up and make a movie commentary <laughs> like we just have to do it next week. N next week. <laughs> so, uh, But yeah, so here's to. I feel like I've been wrapping up the last four episodes with here's to a great 2023. <laughs> yeah, it's time to move on. Yeah, it's, it's 2023. It's 2023. We're, we're fully invested. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, until next time. Bye. See ya.